Wait, you're rolling already? I always roll as soon as I can. Can't miss anything. All right, fair enough. It's usually where the opening bloopers come from. <laughs> but now you know my secrets. Welcome to 321 Leon. <laughs> the After Hours 321 Leon. Presented by Next Level Nerd. <laughs> you need a little bit of a saxophone in the background <clears throat> for After Hours. Is that when NPR picks us up? Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately fires us. Welcome to 321 Lay On, LARPing podcast brought to you by Next Level Nerd Network. I am Joe. I am your host today, along with Evan. Heyo. And Ashton. Hi. And today joining us to talk about intense role-playing situations and his LARPing history in general is Ken. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for uh, inviting me on today, guys. (laughs) It was an open apology (laughs) 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 for for the last event and the intensity of it all. (laughs) No, 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 no. Intense things are always great. I I like uh, those moments because... um, uh, I feel like those moments are the moments I get like most into character there, because like that's like when I'm there, like full immersion. So I, I was making jokes about it afterwards, but that's just more I was trying to resituate myself back into me. And I make <laughs> jokes all the time. I have that problem too, where like I get so into a character that I have to like I have to like basically empty myself of that character in a way to get back to me <laughs> it's sort of that um that movie they did about jim carrey when he did the uh, man on the moon mm-hmm. uh, movie, where he got so involved like into the role that you know like he had to like basically like stop acting for a while to like find himself again <laughs> which i don't like i've never experienced anything that intense but like <laughs> it's just, oh yeah it's just a game man <laughs> it's just a game or like uh heath fledger but joking don't hold back on us, Joe. Come on. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't Andy Kaufman us or Heath Ledger us. We don't want those outcomes. But yeah, those are- we love a good performance and a good role play. So, um, Ken, tell us a little bit about where, when you started LARPing, how you got into it, that kind of stuff. So I started LARPing, I think, in 2014. Um, my friends who I played D&D with in high school and still do today uh, were into it and they kept showing up late to D&D and I was like, what's going on with this? Like, why, 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 don't you, why are you guys so tired? Why, why, why can't you play D&D with me? Come on, guys. Stop being jerks. Unacceptable. Um, <laughs> yeah, unacceptable. I heard about it through them and they were telling me about like how it should go and all these cool things. And, you know, originally, um, originally I was kind of hesitant with it because, um, I had some stuff going on in my life at that time, and I was in my senior year of high school, so like things were a little weird, uh, floating between jobs and stuff. But uh, I wound up going in October, the spooky event, which worked out great because I was playing a, uh, a shaman who dealt with like ghosts and stuff. So uh, perfect time to come in as that character. I was playing at that game until it closed. I forget what summer it was. What game was it? It was uh, Fagland. It's run 
back before what it is now. I'm not sure. I don't remember the dates, but then I floated around between LARPs until uh, Frontier Dawn opened up because all my friends were going there. So I was like, oh, hey, that's a cool kid thing to do. And then I yeah. saw the ritualist, and then I saw the ritualist class, which I wound up playing, and I'm like, "This is this is great." I've always wanted to be Edward Elric. I wrote that for you, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually joking that for a little while because uh, you guys, um, pretty much all the staff of Frontier Dawn, uh, I knew from Fagland, and like we were all a part of the same group there. So I remember thinking originally until I knew that uh, Rob was going. They're like, oh man, all my friends are staff, and I'm playing a character. Should just NPC. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're playing a character. Oh, definitely. Uh, I've, I I don't regret it. I've had a great time playing as a character. Well, I had a tough time reading you at first, um, and that's maybe my lack of LARPing experience, uh, having done it a long time ago for not a long time, and now just gotten back into it. But uh, I sometimes do have a hard time telling, like. Are they really acting that way, or are they a very good role player? <laughs> but I thought you, you know, you played an elf very well, and I think our characters at least have warmed up to each other a little more. So at first, I was yeah. like, "Is this guy not like me? Or is he not like everybody?" <laughs> well, uh, I I kind of make up through um I'm I'm like me personally, it's a little hard for me to warm up to people in general, so I wind up just playing an asshole. Like that's my uh. <laughs> Sorry if I'm not supposed to swear on this, but uh, that, that's normally my go-to response of like, "All right, how do I make it? How do I make up for the fact that uh, you know, I don't know, I'm not the best at dealing with people. I'm just gonna be a jerk." Okay, sure, <laughs> this works. That's not a lot of options. There's yeah. that or well, uh, super that was more the idea of this character. Uh, previously, I played um like a wild child that was from the woods, so I like had no idea of society. Actually, I think before Joe wound up showing up to the game because that's where I met him. Uh, I, I would like just ask people all the time, like, what's this? What's that? Just like random things. Like, why are you using those sticks to eat your food? Like, just eat with your hands. <laughs> and I would just like walk off in the middle of conversations and it like worked out because I would just like, I would just be anxious or whatever, like me personally. And I would try to come up with a character tick that would work to negate being anxious and stuff. That's great. So were you enabling your anxiety or were you... <laughs> overcoming your anxiety <laughs> i i would just say i'm just managing it i'm not i'm not saying i wouldn't say well, like i'm uh, in character you don't gotta get that personal <laughs> i'm just mad you know it's just I, I wouldn't say i use characters to like deal with stuff like that i'm more i more play characters and stuff to like experience the story and cool. everything and also i used to dm all the time for my D D group so uh i wanted a chance to be a player but now i don't have as much of the, that excuse because i'm not i haven't dm'd in about like half a year so no that's good because you know you never I, I don't i know i we don't really get this deep into you know emotional talk about larp or anything like that but you know personally i believe that you should never and i think most people do as well you should never use a larp to get over your issues that you have oh. you should definitely manage them and be able to manage them and know your limitations when you go in to situations at a larp you know yeah because I remember, I think we talked about that before, where, like, I, the first time that I LARPed, I did, you know, buffer arrows because I wasn't sure if, like, I could hold back from, like, somebody hitting me and being like, oh, retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me back, I'm going to hit you back twice as hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, knowing that limitation about myself, you know, or just putting that on myself because I hadn't had enough experience with that, you know what I mean? So, hmm. that's cool. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Anywho. So, yeah, so you're playing at Frontier Dawn. Are you playing at any other games? Uh, no, um, not right now. I, I like trying out games. I like seeing stuff, uh, just seeing what's out there, get, getting ideas, you know. But Frontier Dawn is definitely the one that I'll make the time for. Definitely try to plan my calendar around it and make sure events don't overlap if I can make sure of that. You were doing the college, um, when you were at college, you were doing, uh, what was it? Oh, I'm uh, still, I'm still doing, uh, college. I got another year of that. I'm doing, um, uh, Markland. Uh, it's kind of like the SCA. Uh, yeah, okay. it's heavy, heavy combat. Um, I, I've run the club for that. We do, we have a bunch of fun with that. It's yeah, it's like, it's like another class load, but it's a bunch of fun. It's an surprisingly a, a few yeah. LARP people. I, uh, yeah, I try not to bring it up too, too much at LARP. You know, we're there for LARP. <laughs> no, I mean, it's still like, it's a form of it. So like, you know, you can talk about it on here. We're not going to. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> yes, talk that's... about it here all you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. Uh, I've now, never heard of it. So Markland is, um, it's different from the SCA. Uh, it's, it's kind of just a lot more of a casual version of it. Uh, I, I don't want to misrep- misrepresent them though. But uh, yeah, um, we dress up in the garb of a uh, medieval era. Um try to recreate it the best we can uh hang out fight during the day party during the night um in between the in between the fighting and partying we'll uh we've been starting to have classes where they'll where we'll talk about like how to do things better reenactment like there's this guy who's been uh building up a forge at his place and been Mm -hmm. doing metal casting and he will do presentations on that or people will do stuff on like sewing of how to like sew better or just something of a specific culture we don't like focus on because a lot of times those things get really like European centric. There's a lot of other cool mm. things out there. Like the Mongolians were doing their whole thing during this period, and that's like some interesting stuff. That sounds cool. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at fighting and partying. Like I'm done. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, the, the fighting there is um like you swing. Not quite as hard as you can, like, cause you don't want to kill anybody, but uh, you definitely want to get a good hit on people. And we're wearing heavy duty armor, you know, head is a valid target, so. And you're using, like, a specific type of, like, buffer weapon or. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more than buffer. So, where we have, like, the PVC cores and, um, can't remember the fiberglass tubes as our uh, cores. We'll use uh, rattan, which is like kind of like a hard bamboo that's like solid all the way through, and wrap that in foam. And okay. those are our weapons. And there's a lot more of a diversity of weapons. Like we'll have like full on like ten foot spears because we can support that without it being an issue. And you know we can and you know you're going to use that as a weapon, so it's not a concern. Where as with buffer weapons, you have to be ready to do lightest touch. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Cool side note. Yeah, so talk to us about your current character, or we can talk about last event. You can talk about how you kind of like decided you wanted to play the character that you did. We talked about that a little bit before. Sure. Uh, yeah, um, tell people who don't know you a little bit backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so the character I'm playing, he's called Hakon Starseeker. He's a uh, a moon elf ritualist. He's got this whole gray skin getup and. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, I kind of play him uh, like a, a scholarly academic. Um, the ritualist class at Frontier Dawn is very reminiscent of like um, full, metal, uh, full Metal Alchemist alchemy. So like you draw up these big rituals, you draw up these big circles, and you know, you gotta like say the right words and get the right materials for it, or else things go bad. 
Do you always need a Marshall there or, or not? Not oh, not always, just with the experimental stuff. I, I mean, if I needed a Marshall the whole time, they might as well just assign Joe or Jake to follow me around <laughs> at all times. Because, you know, I mean, that's what it felt like sometimes because I was just going back like, hey, how does this work? So I tried to set a time aside time for uh, research. But yeah, it's um, I got the idea for the character when I saw the class. I'm like, this is like, yeah, I want to be this this scholarly guy who just like wants to figure out ritual magic. I've been playing the character for like a year and a half now, basically since the start of the game. I think the only event I didn't make it to was the alpha and then like one or two throughout the year. Yeah, well, I've, I've played in pretty much most of the events since the start of the game. Um, I missed like the alpha and a few events during the year because school. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so you were reading through the rule book and this just kind of stood out to you and that was kind of your jumping off point. Yeah, as the uh, as the spoilers came out and like the idea of them, and I talked with Joe and Jake about it. And um, what do you yeah. mean spoilers? Uh, oh, when when they were like releasing the uh, the releasing the stuff on the Facebook oh, page I see. for the beta, okay. like you know, the, you know, oh, we're gonna do this next. Like this is the lore for it. And I was like, ooh, spoilers. Those are those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> those, those kind so of spoilers were... are fun. Not like yeah. not like so you kind of saw this whole process of the game being started and formed and written and were you involved in that much or just kind of observing i was just kind of observing i mean i you know that i i'm not that active on the internet as much as it may seem i'm just more of a lurker there i just look at stuff and like ah this is cool i'll post a (laughs) meme on that i'll steal that meme there and save it for later Yeah, I, I saw. I, w- I give Joe and Jake my feedback as much as I can, and you know, try not to be too harsh or like, "Hey, let me do this cool thing," even though you said no. But uh, I try to be very <laughs> careful about that because for a while I was like sure. the only ritualist in town, so like, you know, I didn't want anything to seem like it was just about like me and like, oh, I think this is how it should work for my character. I want it to be like, you know, I want to leave behind good ritualism for everybody. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last time. How. Uh... The game is new, so a lot of people, it might seem like it's specific to their that player or that character, but it's really just kind of like, well, you're kind of just the first. No one else is quite to that you know tier yet or whatever. Um, so it is kind of nice, um, but uh, yeah, it could be yeah. possibly misconstrued. I can't imagine that happening at large, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think our the player base at Frontier Dawn is pretty even tempered when it comes to that kind of thing i think they understand that a lot of what we're doing is a first for everybody so when characters like hakan or you know kenny's character is the first of something it's acceptable that he gets (laughs) what's you know deservedly coming to him because he's playing or he was playing the only ritualist so yeah and he's been part of the community and attended and Oh yeah, absolutely. Helps out and stuff like that. So, yeah. and I've seen them definitely sit down with new ritualists and work together on things. Like even a guy, I think it was his second event, maybe you know. Yeah. And we felt like it was a major plot point. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> to the event. You know, we felt like because Kenny, you know, was our first ritualist, that we would just utterly break his heart <laughs> this last event. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, oh, so, right. so so do you know like that was my idea <laughs> yes yes you said it i mean I was, I was half awake at the time and you know it, it was it was fine I, w- I was getting through it 
I didn't realize I was crying after the effect until I went to the bathroom and saw there were tear streaks through my makeup. But all right, yeah. so I just gotta say though, I gotta say though, because like I did, like I heard about the mod, um, the full portion about the mod, because I heard tidbits from Jake and tidbits from Danny who were on the mod with you, and I was like, yeah, I want to do this thing where like, you know, Kenny, you know, loses his his uh his ritualist like his uh, source gem to like you know start obviously it's going to start a plot line of something i can't tell you what it is but like it's to start something along the lines of you know something and that was that was my input and they were like yeah cool like we're gonna do it and i don't know how like i think you actually like you got yourself on the mod so it's really your fault because if you hadn't (laughs) gone on the mod it would have never happened (laughs) well they needed someone to send them there is a thing is uh so 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 for some wrong place wrong time (laughs) so so for some context for this uh situation um my character had spent time figuring out how to do teleportation through ritual magic and uh, eventually, at the beginning of the year, um, new season, I figured out how to do it. And, you know, we could do it through the Laystones and we could travel great distances to other areas, you know, a month's travel away. And then this other character showed up who was also a ritualist like myself and also a moon elf like myself uh, showed up. And it's like, hey, you know, I heard you guys been doing some ritual magic. You want to check it out? And, you know, I'm kind of suspicious about this guy because he's got some, like, things that are suspicious about our race in the game going on with him. You know, just like played by Peter. <laughs> yeah, he's played by Pete, who just wants to ruin my day. No, no, Pete, Pete's <laughs> never a good sign. No, Pete, Pete's great. Um, oh, we love Pete. Uh, Pete was like my first LARP friend. Um, oh, nice. But uh, so he, so my my friend's playing this character, and uh, his name is Galder Mana, and he shows up and he blows up our laystone by trying to teleport through it, and you know we wind and he winds up being the big boss of the event. We have to fight him. He's doing all this evil magic, like using people's souls to make robots. And, you know, like, oh, man. And yep. I, I take it as my character very personally. Like, you know, I, I'm like kind of like. You're giving like, us a uh, bad name. <laughs> you're giving us the bad. Not only are you giving Ritualist a bad name, but you're giving Elves a bad name. Like, come on, man. I'm the only elf here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the exact same kind of elf as me. Like, dude. <laughs> So I'm, I'm rather mad about him, and I just have this vendetta. I want to take him out. I didn't necessarily want to kill him, but, you know, if anything, I wanted to do to him what he did to me. So um, I wanted to chop off his hand because his hand had, like, a magical quality to it, so I could study it for later. But uh, <laughs> so fast forward unto this event. Um, uh, Danny comes up as one of her characters who's, like, an assassin. He's like, hey, we're going after him tonight. I want you to be there. You know, I know you've been trying to take him out. I want you to be there along with a few other people who are like good at stealthy stuff. So I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to get him. Seal team six. Like, let's go. <laughs> so he's hidden away at this other laystone. So we have to teleport to get there. So they need me to get there. So we teleport there. It's this whole stealth mod. It's like the sneakiest mod I've ever been on. I was, my heart was racing through the whole time. Cause I was afraid I was going to get seen. It was a kick in the nuts later when I heard that the people who were actually looking outside of the windows couldn't see us regardless, and I was all scared for nothing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so we get in there, we fight him, and uh, you know we're just about to kill him, and he latches on me, and he just blows up my uh, my source gem, which is like my connection to the ritual power. And Jake clarifies to me that I start like feeling weak with the power, so I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I'm just only going to be able to use through my crystals. 
but I'm mad. So I just start like laying into Pete. I accidentally hit him a few times in the face. Didn't mean that, but you know, sorry. Um, got intense. <laughs> yeah, it got intense. They wound up pulling me back and you know, I'm, you know, I'm freaking out. I feel oh, like I'm feeling weak connection to my powers. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Like it, it was starting there. I'm like, like my character is just afraid. Cause that's, um, his whole thing was he wanted to like figure out ritual magic ever since he discovered it. And he kind of like left behind some of his other training. So like, that was really all he was, um, you know, who is he except for, you know, he's Hawk on the ritualist. Who is he beyond that? Um, so we, we get, we go outside, we got him. He's dead. We have proof of him dying. He blows up. So I can't get his hand, whatever. Um, <laughs> bummer. um yeah, bummer. <laughs> so we set up, we go back to the stone to teleport back and I try the ritual and it fails in front of everyone. Oh. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then, uh, that's where this never happened. Yeah. I, yeah. It was like, <laughs> Oh crap. I right, so I'll, I'll throw some more stones on there, you know, try it again. And, you know, I keep trying at my, I, I start freaking out because I'm like, Oh crap. Oh crap. I'm, this is where I'm really starting to get in the character. Like, Oh crap. Why isn't working? Why isn't it working? And Jake comes over and he starts whispering into me. And it's like, so you feel your magic leaving you. You don't feel any magic happening. And you start forgetting words. And that was like the killer moment there. Because the magic is driven by this language that we know. And only ritualists can know. And that like, you start forgetting words was Bim basically telling me, you're not a ritualist anymore. And like, he added that. That is him. That was all him. He added that. (laughs) I wasn't that cruel, all right? It was super heartbreaking because then I continue it from there. I keep trying to do the ritual. I tell everyone to bring out these ritualist artifacts that we found recently, these really power, powerful crystals. And then we start going, and then I start saying the ritual wrong. And I think everybody noticed how fucked we were in that moment because we're a month's travel away from the town that we're from, and we're stranded there, and I don't have any of my magic. And I just start breaking down because, you know, like, oh, who am I without my rituals? I'm cut off from it. I'm just a normal guy. I'm like Magneto when he got shot with a cure at, at the end of uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Mm. Or, uh, or like yeah. Doc Strange at the beginning of Doctor Strange when he got it, when he uh, crashed in the car and broke yeah. his hands. Yeah, those are good, good references. I was thinking Moana earlier, but go on. I prefer the Doctor Strange Maui. just because... Uh, <laughs> He winds up, uh, yeah, or Maui with the thing. But, uh, you know, Doctor Strange winds up getting his hand, uh, finding something better instead of his hands at the end of the day. So that's like, rather than, you know, being a villain who just gets defeated, you know, it, it's not good to think of my character as the villain. I'm not the villain. Hmm. Right? Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> I'm not the villain, Joe, right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I swear! I'm not the villain! <laughs> I'm not the villain! Rituals are good guys! I swear! <laughs> I'm team Richard. You guys are going to edit this out, right? No way. <laughs> this is great stuff. Did you happen to notice, like, what were, what was the reaction of everybody else? Like, anybody else feeding into the to the role play in the situation, or are they just kind of like, what? Um, it, it it's kind of a little bit of a blur because also I was right. kind of I was, I was hunched over the ground over my uh, source and trying to get everything together, and everyone's around me, so I couldn't really see everyone. And I'm just like slowly like falling more into myself. But everyone, I, I could tell they were a lot nicer to my character than they normally were. Like they're kind of treating my sure. character more as they treat me. Because my, my character is rather antagonistic with the rest of the town, you know. I mean, even though like, I, I, uh, it, it, it's 
in the lore that people don't like the magic that much and don't trust it. So, you know, it yeah, makes right. sense. Yeah, specifically, they don't trust ritualists. Not they don't trust magic. They don't trust ritualists. Right. They feel yeah, like they don't trust. Yeah, so it make it makes sense for them to be a little distrustful of me, and I play a, a little bit of a jerk anyway. So you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a pompous elf supremacist. So you know, elves <laughs> are best. You know, ha ha ha. What are you doing here, Bobbins? You're so short, except for you, really tall one. <laughs> right. Goddamn barley Bronx Bobbins. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so everyone was just really like, you know, and afterwards everyone's checking up on me. And I'm like, yeah, I was like in character. I'm all pumped and everything. It's four o'clock in the morning. What am I doing awake? <laughs> yeah. uh, and the worst was like, I thought the worst was like the end where like Jake was like, all right, well, game game end. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no resolution this time. Tune in next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely having me come to the next event. I can tell you that much. <laughs> cliffhanger right there so it's kind of interesting just, because you kind of like I, I know you like personally you know larping with you um i guess for about like two and a half years now but like you lo- like I, I i know that like i guess like part of the reason why i thought of the way that this would go and the intensity of it and going back on other things like i've done throughout you know, you playing at the game. I like one is like, I think like I knew you could handle it and I knew that you couldn't it, not only that you could handle it, but that you'd be like at the end of the day, you'd be like, man, that was a good time. Even though it was like sure. a shitty thing that happened for my character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not going to just like, Oh man, fuck, fuck frontier dawn. I'm never going back there again. They took away my powers. No, no, I, I want to see it through. You know, I might start looking at other characters if it doesn't get resolved or anything. Cause I don't, unless I can figure out something I'm going to do with Hakon. Cause I don't, I don't know right now. Well, I know what I'm doing right now. I just, I just spent two insight into, in, uh, into mind. So I'm going to become a real wizard now. I'm a real wizard. <laughs> I'm a real wizard. Those guys from Val Son are going to make me a true wizard. So that was actually a question I had. Like, you, you've been to almost every event, so you must have more than ten insight. So where yeah. uh, where have those points been? Well, played? ten of it's in Ritualist. I can tell you that much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> ten of it's wasted in Ritualist right now. Thanks, Joe. You're my life. <laughs> <laughs> and a decent chunk of my experience too. All yeah. um, right. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was uh, kind of funny. I was, I was looking at it earlier when I was uh, updating my character sheet and kind of laughing about, it. like, oh wow, look at all this. I can't do. I guess I'm a level one character again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a great um, character arc. I think you know, getting uh, yeah. being this you know top level ritualist and then having it all stripped away from you, like that can lead to a lot of character development and making choices you may not have had it not happened, you know, and can really play it off and become pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm excited to yeah, see what I, you do with it. <laughs> some of my fondest memories from, from Fagland are actually like role playing with you, Ken. Um, oh, definitely. Like, without a doubt, I mean, like, you know, like I had a great time role playing with other people, but like, I think, you know, when I first got there, Connor Murray was like the first person that like I role played with like heavily, like our characters like hung out and we were thick as thieves, but then he couldn't come back for a while. Cause um, you know, just like, you know, I don't think he could make it out to the game, this, that, and the other. Um, 
you know, so like, I kind of was like, all right, well, like, you know, we also hung out with your character because we were all as part of like the cops <laughs> on the yep. beat. So I don't just... <laughs> know why, I don't know why we got chosen to be cops of all characters, but, uh, you know, I remember, I, I think I talked about this before that like Pete was like, he's like talking to me, like messaging me. Cause he didn't really know me about like being on the constabulary. He's like, I don't want people to like, who are going to be on the constabulary who were like, are bad pretending to be good. And I was like, no, that's not me at all. <laughs> that's not me at all. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you make the den a while later. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> secret, secret agent soaring Eagle. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the name of my old character. That, that's a long story. I, I had some fun, intense role play with that too. Cause, uh, I, I wound up talking about it after, uh, the event with, uh, some of the other staff because I needed to get out of character and just do things. We were telling stories, and uh, there's this one horror event for uh, for Faglen uh, a few years back, and uh, they took everyone's worst nightmares and tried to make them real, especially like characters who've been around for a while. And they knew my character had a um, a fear of these corrupted humans that basically became like cannibalistic, ghouly people that like just wanted to eat people, even though they didn't have to. So um, I'm just standing there, and I want to get wind up getting captured. Like, just pulled away, and nobody notices. I'm taken out into the woods. Thank goodness it was in the middle of the day. If it was in the middle of the night, I would have, like, actually, like, peed my pants or something. But, um... That's good I, get, I get, like, laid down on this table. They tell me that, like, I'm tied up to the table, and nobody else is around. It's just me and a bunch of people in NPC costumes dressed up as hillbillies. Um, but they're also uh, these things called dreads, the, the ghoul things I was telling you about. So they're like hacking at me and like eat it. Like they have like turkey with them because my character's name is Soaring Eagle and I was a druid who turned into a bird because, you know, ah, I'm so creative. So they're eating turkey there too. That was me. <laughs> oh, uh, so I'm screaming my head off. Uh, I'm like as loud as I can, probably the loudest I've ever have until I ran out of breath. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, maybe those people talking about primal screen therapy were right. But then uh, some other people show up. Um, who are just players, they found out about me. They, they wound up getting lured away by some of the cannibals, too. Like they're, I guess they're trying to capture them, too. They wind up feeding me, uh, not me, uh, them, the turkey that was me, uh, supposed to be me. And, uh, you know... Oh, the players. Yeah, they, they feed oh, the players man. the turkey. <laughs> me. They don't, they don't realize it, either. Um, I guess they picked up... They, once they realized I was in the back, they heard me, they got me. They realized what they were doing. And I remember at the ending of that mod after we killed all the uh, all, all the the dreads. Uh, my my one of the guys there it was actually Avi. He said, "Well, at least you tasted good." <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was so much of a thing that uh, someone the 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 woman who ran the mod, um, Brittany, I think you've had her on here before, uh, who does food for Frontier Dawn. Uh, <laughs> every time she cooks chicken, she's like, "Oh, I did, did I scare you that much?" In reference to that mod, because I don't like chicken. Just prior to that, <laughs> nice. whenever chicken is being served for feast, it's really funny. Jeez, scarred for life. <laughs> I think I'm a little scarred about that. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there was a lot of things. I had a few intense things that happened at, at Fagelin just because I wound up walking uh, alone a lot and wound up getting sucked into these things. Like the time I got ripped open. Uh, I had a personal mod where I got taken away. I had to fight my uh, my evil father from my backstory, and I think I got married. I don't know. 
<laughs> it was really vague. <laughs> it was really a lot vague. going on there. Yeah, I remember like I used to walk alone as my as my split personality character, and like NPCs would be like, "No, nah, we're not gonna fuck with that guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! no they, uh, the time I got ripped open was uh, they were trying to teach uh, another character how to do the skill of eviscerate. Yeah. So they're like, hey, can we get you to help learn, not tell me what was happening? And then after the fact, I'm never helping anyone learn anything ever again. <laughs> they just like gutted him in the middle of the fucking road. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, ah! uh, it didn't help that another character had this uh, soothe pain ability. Whenever It's like, whenever I touch you, and as long as I keep contact with you, uh, you don't feel any pain effects. I'm like, okay, so, so they have their hand on me. Then they take it off and put it back on and take it off and put it back on. You right. the greatest so. friends. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some there's some real character there's some real characters at that game. Not that there aren't real characters at uh, Frontier Dawn too. I just feel like sometimes uh, uh, Fagelin was a lot higher fantasy than I feel Frontier Dawn is. So uh, some more shenanigans were uh, able to happen, we're, which yeah, is fine. And, I like. <laughs> I think I'm glad I'm at where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat much. Oh, I had a great time. Time. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about you. <laughs> a little too uh, m- empathizing right now and like feeling it like uh, maybe are good stories. I'm craving a horror alert <laughs> yeah that's not my bag man and you you said you like trying out LARPs and stuff like that like how many different kinds of like LARPs have you have you tried out uh, I tried out Oblivion while that was still a thing I had a bunch of fun there we wound up, uh, the group that I played with, uh, which is the group I wound up starting LARPing with, actually uh, wound up getting asked to come back again. We never wound up being able to just because it was too expensive. But they're like, we're really impressed by your roleplay. We were playing this uh, this uh, Slavic gang in the post-apocalypse. They were just <laughs> going around causing problems. Um, <laughs> it's a bunch of fun. Uh, I've tried out Lair up in North Jersey. Uh, I think that's where KR plays too. Uh, wasn't really exactly my cup of tea, but you know, if you like um, really getting into like long-term stuff that's definitely a game for people uh tried out exile down in south jersey that was a rather fun kind of casual i don't know uh they switch everything up every year because they like to keep people from getting too power creepy so i'm not quite sure how it is now it's been over a year since i've went uh where else have i tried tried a few larps at some cons uh had a lot of fun at this paranoia larp as an npc there um if you know anything about paranoia lore, uh, some of the other NPCs decided to conspire against me and decide I was a machine empath and had me shot for treason for being a mutant. So that was a bunch uh, of fun. That old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great game. It's I'll, I'll have to send people the uh, the files I have on it. It's, it's amazing. I've, I've tried out those few. There's other that's, that I've been interested in. Um, as of lately, I've been wanting to try out... Um, Something that's uh, horror based. Even uh, if, if I can't find it, I guess I'll wind up running it someday. Who knows? And um, I told a friend that I would try out Core to see how that was going. Mostly because I have this mechanic where you can uh, you can become a machine person from a base human, and I just want to be a machine cultist and just try to get people to become machines with me because the flesh is weak. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Yeah, we we'd like to have those guys on. I want uh, Joe and Jake to go play it, but so maybe you can join them and then talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, you guys yeah. want to be a machine cultist with me? 
I was hoping the uh, the rules for the LARP musket would be available for there by then, because I really want one of those, because I just want to shoot muskets at people and uh, actually hit something. I have a buddy who uh, does Civil War reenacting. He's like, oh, if you want to shoot a musket at people, you should come do this. It's like, nah, I want to get hit with bullets, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel the pain. I want to feel the pain. I, I do medieval reenactment, man. Beat you up. <laughs> so how'd you get so good at role-playing? Well, with role-playing... Um, I've always been interested in acting since I was little. Uh, my mom was really into uh, Shakespeare, and I wound up joining like this William Shakespeare company in my town when I was younger. I did a play in that, and I would always be part of like the town, uh, not the town, the school plays, until uh, you actually had to start trying out for parts because I realized uh, how much popularity contest that was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about that. Got edgy for a while, then started doing D&D, then started LARPing. I also studied sociology in college, and I wound up talking about uh, performance of identities a lot. So it's on my brain a lot of um, just paying attention of like, all right, so when I do this, what am I representing? And then like trying to analyze through other people and all that stuff. There's actually an interesting uh, ethnography on um, role-playing and Dungeons & Dragons written back when Dungeons & Dragons was started. It was called uh, uh, Shared Fallon. Shared Fantasy by uh, Gary Allen Fine. I would recommend that to anybody who's interested into like the academic side of that stuff. I mean, it's a little wordy, so you know, if you're not a fan, if you're not a fan of reading, don't read it because you'll hate it. But if you if you like reading stuff and thinking about stuff that you read about, definitely. No, that sounds cool. Nice. I've actually written some papers on that. I think already. that's cool. Yeah, I'd love to have a discussion about that in a podcast sometime. Um, I always tend to think of it from a psychological point because uh, oh, my wife yeah. works in mental health. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And I pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, By like proxy. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I always say it to like Evan, who knows I don't know shit, so I'm not gonna like say it to anybody else. <laughs> he only does it like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I usually run past something my wife, and she's like. Eh. No, not, exactly. not exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, my uh, my grandmother is actually a, a professional psychologist as well. So uh, I wound up talking about her, talking with stuff with her, and um, uh, well, like we'll get like caught up on different things. Like that's not how I'd think about that. It's a good way to put it <laughs> because the fields are the fields are rather cl- close. So sure. So just sort of an interest in background, a little bit of experience, and then just naturally rolls into live action role play yeah doesn't it also helps that uh, my parents were huge nerds and that kind of just transferred onto me and my grandparents were kind of nerdy the grandparents i was close with all my friends were nerdy so like i never had anyone like oh like what are you some kind of nerd like i was like yeah i'm a nerd in high school so <laughs> i'm the rebellion nerd so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i knew first no generation nerds. first generation yeah yes because I think when we did like tabletop and stuff, we weren't we didn't really get that much into the role play. I mean, I guess we kind of had characters. Uh, we played mostly with our brothers when we were growing up, and then friends in high school. So it was kind of more about the, I guess, a little bit the of the boss. story. Yeah, being the boss, getting the loot. Yeah, which maybe it was because we played video games, so it was kind of like just a natural part of it. Like I don't, I can't think of much when we played D that anybody super got into character like they would kind of come up with a character arc like my guy's the sneaky guy you know so i try to do everything sneaky you know 
uh, and, and usually just annoyed me because my friends who were kind of annoying anyway would <laughs> do annoying things in game that would just derail everything. And <laughs> so maybe yeah. that was sort of why it, it's hard for me to get into a good role play mentality. Um, and even when we LARPed when we were younger, I don't remember if I had any kind of. <laughs> I, I I tried to stay in game. You know, I didn't talk about cars and cell phones or whatever the internet <laughs> but aside from that you know i just used a different name uh so I, I guess i'm still learning but you know we did some theater and stuff in high school i think something that really helps too was um just thinking back on it my friends who i played D with they're all really good role players uh i know joe you've met the majority of them uh, and and NPC with some of them and stuff, and they're all just really spectacular role players. Definitely better than myself, and I, de- I think that like by role playing with them and playing characters with them and interacting with their characters, that helped me get better. Yeah, I think I'd probably say that same about playing at Argon. Like just playing with some of the people, and uh, we've talked about that on the podcast sometimes. You know, if somebody's not in game or not role playing, the best thing to do is like amp up your role play, role play into them, like. So you're bringing it up um, so they either kind of stand out or feel funny or they don't have a choice but to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the nice nice way of like getting them back into into role playing and into the game. Right. There's Um, definitely someone at the game. uh, I I won't name them not to call them out or anything, but they'll uh, they'll they'll always uh, catch me whenever I try to explain something out of game. That's an in game thing. They're always like, tell me in game. And they, they force me to do that. And as frustrating as that can be in the moment, I always really appreciate it after the fact. Like, you know what? That's making me a little better about like knowing the lore and everything, being able to explain it. So I yeah, wish people, I, more people would just kick me in the ass like that. Just like, yeah, Ken, stay in game. Do that. If you're going to talk shit, my, talk shit uh, in game. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite things is uh, clever ways of explaining, you know, the game mechanics within game language or in game, you know, staying in character. I always find that and really appreciate it when I hear someone do that. Or if on occasionally I can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's because I've heard good ways or... and I've heard bad ways yeah. of doing yeah. that. Uh, the uh, I, I've heard a way that I really didn't like. I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, but they tried to say uh, communicate damage in terms of dagger strikes, and I'm like, that just feels so meta. <laughs> like, oh yeah, my sword does the equivalent of uh, seven dagger strikes each blow. And like, if that's what works for you, I I just it, it didn't sit well with me. Sure, yeah, there's some more awkward ones, <laughs> <laughs> or or what I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, it's like silly. what's what's the point at that point? It's like how far do you got to go to? <laughs> is that really? Is it breaking people's immersion? Are they not they get out of game? Or are they not enjoying themselves as much? If you say I do seven damage, <laughs> yeah, versus. So How hurt are you? And it's, well, that's an honest question. Like I'm not. Three out of eight. I'm pretty hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are just legitimate <laughs> questions that I that come up in my mind. You know, as far as how I want to play and you know my future of LARP or whatever. You know, I'm just yeah. Curious, I mean, it's an know. it's an interesting topic because you know I I think more recently in video games, especially because the role playing genre is starting to bleed into other genres of video games. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of getting into the handsome Evans <laughs> next level nerd herd gaming podcast. Listen, check it Thursday. out. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's Thursday. Um, but, you know, people have complained, you know, of numbers like, you know, appearing above the head and stuff like that. And it's like, 
you know, to a certain extent, like, yeah, you want to be in the game, you want it to be immersive and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you are playing a game. You're not going to be fully immersed. And right. I mean, I don't, you know, I think it's like everyone has their different level of thing, whether they're like, you know, my my sword is the equivalent of seven dagger strikes or, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just everybody has their quirk about it. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. I guess the the thing with the seven dagger strikes, I would say, is like, like when you're having a conversation with somebody, like, yeah, you could do that, and and you know that person can you know understand what you're talking about. I also feel like at the end of the day, you're going up to an NPC, hitting them, and saying seven damage. So like, yeah, right. It's yeah, like there's is. some there's mm-hmm. some things where it's like I can see like you know talking about at a game like in an out of game sense about mechanics in a general sense. And then like, you know, some things like it, there's just a bleed over anyway, because, you know, I'm constantly calling my damage number anyway. So is that really, everybody has their hookups and hangups about it. Uh, I've, I've written about LARPs a few times, so I've had to think about it a little differently than I guess more people would just because they're not thinking about it in more of an academic context. This is all I think about (laughs) all you think about. Well, uh, where, where's your where's your published paper? Because I don't have any. Uh, oh, zing, uh, zing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I tend to I try to divide it up when I'm writing about it in uh, three ways rather than two ways. Because um, I don't, I, I, it doesn't really sit right with me that we think of uh, the the, ga- the actual game itself, like the numbers and everything, as an out of game portion. I think it um, should be kind of respected as like an in in between level. And uh, whenever I write about it, I call it the meta game, and I I, I call metagaming something else i forget what i write uh, call it it's been a little while since i've written about it um but uh you know trying to negotiate between the the in-game and the metagame and the in-game and the out game you know just try to i think like the way we treat out of game stuff like if i'm saying a meme at larp you know ah pepe uh everybody's gonna treat it differently than me shouting seven damage seven damage right yeah, that's a great um, point i'd like to read that paper <laughs> so i was actually I just had a conversation with a client of mine that's really big into the SEA, and she made the point that that's really the biggest difference between what they do and what we do is that everything that happens at SEA, you have to actually be able to do. Like, if you want to go to the SEA and be a tailor, you have to go and be able to weave and stitch and do all that, or else you can't call yourself a tailor. Whereas in our game, you just take a point and you carry around some fizz rep and then you pretend right. pretend to use it for five minutes and then you for one minute you, you have a piece <laughs> of clothing ding the bell yeah ding the bell like hey joe what yeah. did i make right yeah honestly, so, yeah, i'll tell you which one i prefer so they like <laughs> being completely in your game and like not having to say dagger strikes or seven damage like you know maybe sca kind of stuff is more your deal where everything you're saying and doing is really this um reenactment that they do or you know that type of role play and i'd say there's something in between i'll let you go joe but uh there is even stuff in between those points we were dividing you know like you could at a larp that's just a game where you have a point you could sit at a table and actually sew something for five minutes instead of just counting to 30 and hitting a hammer when you're actually <laughs> tailoring you know or whatever uh so i it, yeah there, it's not like a 
like you were saying, Ken, it's not one, one or two or one, two, three. It's really like a spectrum where you can kind of fall on the line of like, what's your preference and what, you know, at the end of the game, it is a game. What makes the game more enjoyable? I think yeah. is probably, you know, it's an entertainment for a couple yeah. of days. I and, think, yeah. And I think saying, oh, I do seven damage is not as immersion breaking, you know, so to speak, as talking about you know pizza hut or the latest video game right. <laughs> or movie that you saw right, right. like those things which happens right in the middle of the tavern and i'm always looking at people like come on man. <laughs> well you got to go up to and talk to them then <laughs> uh, that's uh, another thing tough. i love to do is call people out when they start saying things like that <laughs> not call them out but like not to remind yeah. well i try to say something to remind them like that's not something your character would say you know not saying hey cut it out like i wish more people i wish more people watched westworld (laughs) because i'd just be like it doesn't look like anything to me (laughs) i did that once somebody said hex action i was like hex action like they did something six times or it was a curse i I don't speak your fancy language yeah which is actually a bad example like you said like that's part of the game that one i should have let slide i was just late and i thought it would be funny it wasn't but uh <laughs> it's fine be a jerk at games I, it's great yeah don't you do can't always agree with each other you can't always yeah agree i was probably letting out <laughs> yeah and that is kind of how it is um you you kind of tend to know who is cool with it and who's not and you know who's more lax and who's not so you you might have that conversation with somebody or you might not put the effort in to find a clever in-game way to say uh these bracers will protect you from a projectile rather than these are plus one versus arrows bracers, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know. And uh, personally, I find that stuff okay, right? Because yeah. I want to know what this shit does, <laughs> right? That's, that's <laughs> I don't want to hear some bullshit like in-game talk about like, and that's just a personal thing. I'm, you know, if other people can disseminate the jargon of you know this protects me against projectiles, and they understand what that means. You know, I just want to know that it gives me plus one damage protection against something that's being thrown at me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to guess at that. Tell Mm -hmm. me what it does. (laughs) Like, at the end of the card, like, oh, that's what it does. Like, for me, I think all of that I would consider in-game or okay to talk about in-game because I want the players to know especially from a staff point of view, I want players to know mechanically how something works. So they use it correctly and it doesn't cause like a hold when they, when they're like, wait, but I thought it did this, you know, if I can explain you in the exact moment you're asking me, this is what it does. So that when you're in combat, you can just know, I much prefer that over, you know, Oh, I, you know, this does seven dagger strikes, you know, the equivalent of, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and I don't have a problem with that either. Like, I understand that one's straightforward. It's like, okay, so you do seven damage. Like, I get that. Hmm. It's much more like, and I don't even like, it. I hate to say it, like, I can't really say it. It's like a stab. It doesn't really, nothing really breaks my immersion. Like, people being at a game and stuff like that, like, maybe, maybe you'll make me, like, crack, you know, smile or something like that. But if I want to be in game and I want you to be in game, I can... I can do that, you know, and if you're trying mm-hmm. to get me out of it, then then that's on me for it's not on you, in my opinion. I mean, I, I would much rather prefer that 
more players at a game that I go to stay in character as much as they possibly can because um, it helps me stay in character better, but also to a degree. And I think maybe Kenny can attest to this when I played, you know, Mugen, like I played that character. I don't think there were really any moments <laughs> unless I like took an aside. Cause like I needed to, because the character was like intense to play that I stayed in character the majority of the game. Like I would brood in the corner and like people would come up to me and be like, are you all right? And I was like, why ask me if I'm all right? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know you. <laughs> you know, kind of I don't know you. I don't know you. That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So I, I would do so many things in game that were my character that, you know, it's when we talked about at the beginning of the podcast about, you know, needing a break or needing to come step back into my real personality, you know, I would need to do that because like I would I could get like intense and I get very much into the character's mindset. So it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me and I'd I'd much rather like goad a person into like staying in game than directly pointing out like, hey man, like you're talking out of game. Cause now I'm talking out of game by telling you you're talking out of game and it's like <laughs> It's just cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. <laughs> it is an interesting thing to me because I don't know. It's 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 something like you said, Joe, like nothing breaks my immersion and I would think I don't care about it that much. But for some reason, I notice it a lot. Like, I don't know if it's one of those things like the people who care about it really care about it. So, you know, and they make a big deal out of it or it, it's one of those things like if everybody it just stands out, like if everybody's in game, and one person isn't like now everybody's out of game all of a sudden, you know, like it's, it's almost like has to be an all or nothing kind of thing. And that's where it's weird when there's a bunch of people at the end and everybody has their own, you know, flavor or style or, you know, desire to be in game that it, it can be hard. Like it was hard even doing that stealth mod, like to be immersed in the stealth mod when we were not that far from town, even though we had teleported, but I could hear people like laughing and telling out of game jokes and playing the drums and stuff. Uh, it annoyed me at first, but you know, I tried to really, and it was probably just cause it was hot and I was tired, but, uh, <laughs> but it is kind of like those things where it's like, uh, I, I don't know who to blame in that p- point, them for being out of game or myself for letting it get to me. I don't know. Just things I think about. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because like, I think to a certain extent, I don't want anybody to have a bad time. And I do realize at, at sometimes like, you know, with certain, like, you know, with you guys, you know, Ashton, Evan, and even Ken, like, it's the only time I see you guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in, in a, in person. So I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you. So like, you know, there are going to be those moments where that's going to, in my opinion, that's going to happen where we're going to bleed over and talk about real life, you know, for a second or two and then jump back into character, you know? So I, I can see those moments happening, you know, and it's like, everybody's seeing each other and I can understand some people are like letter of the law, never be out of character, you know, always be in character. Cause that's, you know, that's the way they want to role play. But to a certain extent, I think those people need to also like understand that sometimes, you know, especially with new people that you meet at a LARP, that's the only time you see those people, you know what I mean? And yeah, you can talk at a game and you can, you know, you can message a messenger or phone calls and stuff like that. But a lot of times you can get carried away in the moment with like, you know, nostalgia or this, that, and the other where, you know, this is your friend. Like, this is your real life friend. Right. You know what I mean? Um, in, mentally, I always try 
and distance myself from people at the start of the game. Uh, I, I don't like, it's very weird, <laughs> but like I try and like get into character. So to, in some regards, some characters are harder to where I like absolutely need to do this. Um, I need to do that to like get into the character. Like, thankfully like the past couple months, it hasn't been the case, but I remember when we were first starting, there was like a character that I just needed to like go and, <laughs> it, it it was funny because like I don't think the role play was that intense from the character, but Torin, but like just the mindset of the character and what I felt like I wanted to project from that character, and I felt like I did accomplish it after bringing said character back, you know, at some point, at one point, you know, I felt like that it was conveyed. I I must have conveyed it very well <laughs> because like people definitely were like. I don't want to fuck with this guy kind of thing, which is like kind of what I was going for, but it's like a very subtle way of like having to do that with the character and with the personality and the things that I said and the way that I acted and my demeanor and the way that I walked and the way that I carried myself put way too much thought into that. (laughs) You have to uh, to get some fermented cheese to play Ash. Like, uh, have some, have a nice bottle of, uh, I I can't say because we're not, no, I'm just kidding. It's your non-profit. No, that character. I we talked about that before. That character is pretty easy to get into. Um, oh. I just channel my inner uh, snarkiness, and um, I say, I just, I just say the first thing that comes to my mind. The character is very easy to play. Yeah. <laughs> no filter, Joe. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, I feel like that character and Faust are similar in some respects because they're very much like snarky, like says what's on their mind, but they have very different like objectives and very different feelings towards the players. Like Ash, like actually cares about the town and the people and stuff like that. He doesn't always show it all the time, but he does try. Like, you know, he passes the drink like around Joe. that gives everybody like plus like health. Or, uh, yeah, like it's me. God damn it! <laughs> Where it's like Faust, like Faust doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Like he only gives a fuck about people who have cri- like crystals or like stuff to give them. If you don't have anything to give Faust, Faust doesn't give a fuck about you, and you could die in a hole, <laughs> you know. And he'd be like, "Well, I can let you out of the hole, but only if you give me what I want." <laughs> You know, whether that changes over time, but do you have anything you do to get into character, Kenny? Um Or is it just uh, takes so long to put the makeup on by the time you're done you're like, well, it All right, I, take, <laughs> I I generally have like a bit of a I have a bit of a drive to get over there, so like during that time I'll like get everything mm. out and I'll get everything out when I'm seeing everybody because I'm a lot more everywhere cracking jokes all the time than my character is. Uh, I guess you can see when I'm bleeding into my character more when I'm just cracking jokes as my character, but it makes sense for me to be making jokes now because Bob and adjacency. Um, for, uh, <laughs> oh, with other characters, I did have a thing like when I was playing Soaring, I would uh, I had this playlist that I would just kind of hang out and listen to, and uh, it kind of like worked me through, and you know, it not like worked me through, but like I was able to work myself up into the character because it was a different mindset by the time I was done, and. Uh, uh, I played a character one time at a one-shot LARP where I was a priest, and um, which is very different from me because, uh, uh, like, very different from my own personal like core beliefs. So I actually wound up um, the week beforehand. I wound up reading the Bible a lot to play that character, just so I could know more. Um, and I was a lot like just calmer, 
um, than that. Very reserved, even though I got to do one of the, I got to be the closest to a space marine I ever will be because I was a priest with a sword and a gun in each hand, which was, which was great. <laughs> yeah, I go to that church. That was at hunted, badass. right? Yeah, that was, that was that was hunted. That was that was that was a great time. I had a mixed time there, but I'm not going to get into it. But ah. I, the character that I played at that was like, a, I think I channeled a little bit of uh, face from the A team, <clears throat> mixed with the. Uh, just like I guess, like it was probably the first character I played with, like a really tragic like story, um, because like that character was like a werewolf, and he turned and he killed his whole family. And I was gonna say this is the helicopter we, pilot. Yeah, it's the, the helicopter pilot. <laughs> but like, it was funny because like I think like a lot, a majority of. Yeah, well, at least the people I knew that were playing werewolves as well, like, kind of gravitated gravitated towards me as like their leader. In a, in some regards, is like the alpha werewolf, and I was like, I don't want to be a werewolf. Like, I want to find a cure. Like, this is fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is the exact contrast to some of the other werewolves that played there, who were like, Oh, I love this. You know, like we rage out and we just destroy shit. Um, but yeah, it was a very different thing. <clears throat> That's keep it interesting. Yeah. What about you two? Do you have anything to uh, get into character, or I'm just concerned about my makeup and that my armor looks good. <laughs> I'm just concerned about looking good. Seriously. Bling, bling. I'm like in the middle of battle. I'm like, just that. Put that back. Let's fall it off. We gotta fix that later. Adjust. Adjust. Yeah. Where's my beer? Uh, go ahead, Evan, because I don't got anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking I didn't have anything, but. You know, when you started talking about your playlist, I realized every LARP I have like at least two playlists that are hours long of songs I sing at, at LARP. And I think maybe that gets me a little into the mindset. And like, you know, I started doing it to warm my voice up and be more prepared to sing these songs. But that also gets me in the mindset of, you know, playing a bard and like, being ready to sing a song at a drop of a hat, you know? And uh, that's, you know, one of Neptune's main motivations is just be there and perform for everybody and join in song and merriment. I think, um, at least for Disco, um, it's more of when I was making him, I wanted him to kind of, uh, I don't know, like really lean into like one of my own kind of personality traits I think I have. Um, so it just kind of, there isn't much preparation because it's just kind of like, you know, leaning into something I think I am really anyway, like I like to learn and I like to like ask questions and discover things and things like that. Um, like hoard knowledge almost, um, like everything's interesting and fascinating. So it's really, it's just more like just keeping that at a priority in my mindset. Uh, and the times actually like it's, it's hard like, cause like one of the first events I played him, I did that a lot and I had a lot of fun with him. And then it, the last time I played him, I was like, well, I kind of want to do more of the things this character can actually do in game. Like <laughs> he's a, an, he's a crafter and outfitter. So I want to craft some things. Um, but like, honestly, like if I was talking about disco as a real person, like he wouldn't necessarily care about doing all that if he is learning things and researching things and meeting people and gaining more information then he would be fine never crafting a certain thing. It was just kind of fit into that, like, you know, learn how to make something technical, mechanical kind of thing. 
Um, so really that's just kind of leaning into a, who I am anyway. Uh, so again, that's maybe easy, but, uh, I, I have a accent voice, so <laughs> it feels more role play than Tucknar. Yeah. Tucknar, again, it's more like, it's just kind of like he's basically a paladin. So I just keep, again, that's just my mindset. I guess that's how I work is, uh, you know, one of the tenets of that guy of the deities following, you know, so protect people, serve people, that kind of thing. It's again, it's like, keep that a priority. If it's something every, anybody needs help or protecting, that's what he wants to do. So that's how I do that. Um, and sometimes it helps role play. Like if he feels like he hasn't protected somebody, he's real upset about it. Um, like the first time Evan's character died, he wasn't around to help him cause he got feared and he couldn't, couldn't, block it or whatever so he came back and he was all upset about it uh i probably could have done better role-playing that but i was really tired from running a lot (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't around the second time by the way either so yeah you failed me brother (laughs) (laughs) we were brothers we we did get to talk about that when we saw each other in game for the first time because i was away for a month i was like neptune how you doing buddy (laughs) I heard, I heard not so well. <laughs> Sorry, they scooped me into a bucket. <laughs> yeah. I thought about, about uh, role play. getting or making a bucket, like a foam bucket, and carrying it around and making like a drum out of it or something. and Keeping it on your waist just in case. I like case. it. Yeah, as a reminder or something? I don't know. <laughs> in, case, in case of melting, use this. It's permanently yeah. stuck on your head. <laughs> Whatever happened to that cup that fused with the uh, the laystone? I mean, I know that one's uh, stuck, but you know, Foyk? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that broke. I, I was willing to like cut up that cup and stick it on the laystone. That would have been funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of getting in character and stuff like that, um, maybe I know this is like geared towards like Ashton um, specifically, just because. Um, I started a group to talk about like Wishling and Harshorn lore, and I want to start doing this for the rest of the kingdoms because I feel like it's like going really well. Um, basically, like I created this this group where all these players, like you know, I've I've seen it done at other LARPs, I've seen it done at Faglen when we went there, like for the bars and different stuff. I was like part of. I did it for the Den when I made that it was like an in-game like faction you could be a part of. So like going off of those kind of like ideas i was like well i'm just going to create a group for like hunters and we're just going to talk about you know whistling lore harshhorn lore and all that kind of stuff so um as i feel like that kind of like getting into the depth and the nitty-gritty of the lore um really help like and i don't know ashton this is sort of aimed at you um like will help you (laughs) stay in character and have things to talk about yeah like <laughs> oh definitely um that even happened just writing up a backstory for him like a couple of things when it is relevant i say something and people are like oh like and it's like in game you know like um you know he has a he's missing a horn and he has a streak in his hair and it's because of something that happened in his backstory uh somebody was talking about maybe sonus or music and i mentioned that his mother used to you know was once a a performer and things like that. But yeah, it does, I think, if nothing else, keep your mind on it a little more. So it kind of, it's just kind of that mental practice of like thinking as that character or like that character, you know. 
Uh, it's like learning another language. Sometimes, you know, I've heard people who've studied it so much that they start thinking in Spanish, you know, <laughs> it's kind of that, you know, you, not that I think you should necessarily be thinking like your character <laughs> in your real life, but <laughs> in a way you got to do that. You got to balance what you're thinking and then what your character would like, I guess, isn't that what role playing is, is pretending to be somebody else and thinking like them, uh, even more so, especially for me, who's an introvert, like thinking like that person and then talking as them and acting that out. Um, so yeah, like I think a fleshed out thing just gives you more to work off of. Motivation, I think, is a important part to role play. You know, like what really motivates you, like knowledge and learning really motivates disco. So that's what I can go off of protecting and serving and uh, that kind of thing motivates Tuknar, so that kind of leads to his decision making and what he says and how he how he acts around people. So, so write backstories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And I, I just like that stuff anyway. Um, just being creative or whatever. But <laughs> yes, I guess is the answer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I did think like we have this group and everybody's pretty into it. So like the next event, that's all the wishlings are going to talk about. <laughs> How awesome Harshorn is, and all the stuff we learned about. <laughs> I want to talk about how awesome Alphar is with people. Yeah. Well, that's like I, I that's like the next on the agenda. Well, the thing <laughs> is, it's like there's a there's kind of like a month to a two month break before like you guys like if the one day event is you're not playing your character, then I have that time like space to like do with this with like other. And like I, I talked with staff about this and Josh is actually part of the group and Felicia is too. So they're kind of seeing it unravel and Josh was like, he thought it was like awesome. So I think he's, he might try it. Um, but like, cause we all have our different kingdoms that we wrote and stuff like that. So good. They and this post other cheese images and cheese memes. Yeah. yeah keep the, the, cheese bobbins, the, bobbins. the bobbins need no help. <laughs> they need no help. Right. <laughs> they need, That's what like, the main page is for. Yeah. That's that's where all the out of game comes into play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You guys are all lactose intolerant. Why are you guys talking about cheese? <laughs> right. Is this group uh Joe, is it do you guys do in game, out of game, both? Uh it's when you talk to each other? It's it's out of game. Like oh. it's basically like you know, what is marriage like in Harshhorn? Like, you know, what are mm-hmm. Wishlings like, you know, kind of talk about, you know, or what is their ceremony like? You know, how do they mate or, you know, get married and stuff like that? Not how they mate physically. I'm not getting into that details. <laughs> yeah, we don't want it's that not that kind of over. game. <laughs> That's a whole other group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, so, well, I try to post things that are kind of about disco at least. Um, relevant to Whistling and Harshorn stuff. So, like, his mom's a poet, so I wrote a a poem and I translated it into Latin, which is the I guess the basis of the Whistling thing. So that's kind of an in-game thing. I was um, taking all these Oscar Wilde quotes and turning translating them into Latin, and I was like, "These are things Disco's father used to say to him." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they retranslate well, so people don't quite get it. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's kind of developing the personalities of not only my character, but his parents and his yeah, lineage. Well, because Joe had said lineage is a big part, you know. 
So if if lineage and family is a big part, then I want that to kind of come up in game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I had at least like pages and pages of notes of of terms um and words just like in Latin that, you know, the names of things, of rituals, of ceremonies, of you know, time periods and all that stuff like within Harshorn lore. The biggest thing we were talking about is like lineage is nominous and the nominous is like you know, lots of players have asked me like in game like who play which things when they kill something like, you know, they take the name because I had said that to them before that you take the name of the monster and then so I got into how that works and you know, there's two different ways you can do that. Um so like it just kind of like opens up like a way for me to like give deeper lore to players who really want it. Um, and it was kind of like natural like progression of this was that like, I just kept getting asked questions and I was just like, I just need to like start this group. Cause we had been talking about having a meeting and I just like started a group was like, you guys like love this shit. You eat it up like here, this is where you can eat it up. <laughs> And this is where we can congregate and talk about all this. And nice. I want like I like I I've given a lot of like stuff that like I wrote, but then I'm also like kind of like you know pushing the players um, to write their own things and talk about like how they can write their own things like and just make the lore of it grow. And that's something I really hope to do, you know, Kenny for the Alfar and for the Jin and for you know, Il Parande and Zenith. Although Zenith is probably the one I went into the most just like out of the gate because I felt like because there were so many different human kingdoms, I really needed to give like an overarching feel of why the human kingdoms are separated and why they don't get along really well. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it also helps that like, um, or at least what I've noticed, um, the, a lot of the stuff that happens in game or pertaining to different races uh, has to deal with like concentration. So obviously there's a lot of bobbin plot because there's a lot of bobbins. There's getting yeah. more wormkin plot. There's more wormkin. There's more. Um, there's sure. more people from Harshorn showing up. So you know, got to start dropping nuggets for them. Oh no, and I mean like there's written into like, and that's the thing. Like I'm, I mean I'm saying like in the outset when we release stuff, like I didn't release as much, but like there's so much that like you know, staff has released like in game as far as like new, newer lore, new things that players have found out about their races and about, you know, races that they share a commonality with, you know, in, in the new continent. And don't worry, Kenny, you'll get yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know where the alpha are. I know where the, uh, the, the secret alpha are now though. I'm not going to say where they are. The secret alpha. alpha. And the they got secret. some friends. So, uh, That's- they, they, they've got friends. They got secrets. Unfortunately, I missed the giant mushroom man because I thought it was just going to be diplomacy. I'm like, ugh, diplomacy. Let me go craft instead. Uh, talking to people. But Get I won't have to worry about like staying behind a craft again for a while. So I guess I'll be going on those mods. I guess you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we know why it happened. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Ken, for coming out and talking to us tonight. And uh, it's great talking to you. Yeah, yeah, I totally enjoyed hearing your stories. Yeah, totally. If you ever want my pin, uh, input on things, just uh, let me know. And if you don't, well, you know, just don't let me know about that. 
Just want to let you know, we don't want your opinion. <laughs> if you don't want the best opinions, <laughs> then I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have you back after uh, you get your source gem back, if you get it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's fine. Just don't have uh, just don't have uh, Armin come saying, "All right, Hakam, we got to take you out back." You know, you're getting a little old there, buddy. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that face. Make sure you guys check us out at nextlevelnerd.com. You can also find our other podcast there, the Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast with Justin and Mitchell. You can also find the Handsome Evan and the Nerd Herd Game Podcast, where Evan hosts a show with the rest of us knuckleheads where we talk about games. And I'll bet you about Destiny! <laughs> Occasionally. Not all the time. It's great. Um, <laughs> and then, finally, the Sugar Frosted Cereal Podcast. Uh, where we talk about movies or not movies. <laughs> That's your show. Pictures. Yeah, I know. You're like, what do I talk about? <laughs> God damn it. Where we talk about TV shows, um, theorize about them, review them, and do deep dives. And currently, we're doing Westworld season two, and we're what just going to do next. Up. Uh, we were talking about going back and doing Westworld season one with. Uh, Evan, because he was talking about watching it and getting his like first reactions, and then going back after he's watched like the whole thing, and you know, sort of talking about you know what did you see coming, what did you not see coming? Because it's a little different when you like binge the show than like episode by you know week to week release is a little bit different. Um, But yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Three, two, one. See you next one. (laughs) End game! Kenny, be involved more with plot. No, okay, fine. We'll take away your choice. (laughs) Damn it! Okay. (laughs) Okay. Talk to the rest of the player base. No, I don't wanna! Fine. I don't wanna. I'm better than them. (laughs) Cut that part out. No, you, you don't make that call. <laughs> <laughs> Please. What's said is said. <laughs> the official term is off the record. <laughs> it's still re- recorded and saved for posterity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I knew all the words you can't say on the air real quick. I can just rattle those off and you have to cut it out. <laughs> I think Joe's already said all this. <laughs>